mysterious little rhino. Chakaka! Welcome to the Andrew Scutt Show. My guest on the podcast today is none other than Mary-Kate Lee. She is one of the coolest humans I know, and she's also my fiancé. We had a wonderful discussion, as always, and I hope you enjoy it. Here we go. We are now live. Are we? Live. Cool. Yes, we are. How are you doing? Good. You were just saying this is so much more legit than last time we did this. Oh, yeah. I think it's funny you say that. It feels more legit. I don't know. I don't know if the last Yeah, tell me why. It might be the sound things. I don't know if I've actually done a podcast with you since you put them up. I don't think you have. You definitely haven't, actually. Yeah. I don't know. The door's closed this time. Yeah. I might get more. How else could I spruce up the space and make it better? More Plants. engaging. Plants. Plants? Yeah. Not even kidding. I think mm. having, like, I don't know what it's like when you have actual guests here, but if your desk were to be cleared off and you had unique objects or something, or, like, the next time we travel, is this close enough to me? Uh, well, don't grab it by that thing. You gotta touch this. People come in and I try to show them and they don't get it. Connor didn't get it. Hold on. So, yeah. understand that this thing comes out, so all the leverage is on that little post, so yeah. you don't want to rock this around. You want to make sure this stays taut, and you're not putting weight against this thing, you know what I mean? Yeah. You so just that Okay. I'm asking if it's just, if it's... Oh yeah, that's fine. Okay. That's good. Um... Get some unique objects next time we travel somewhere. Oh yeah, and put them over there. I'm sorry if I just... You're fine. Yeah, I don't like this whole dealio. Can we do this? Yeah, go for it. I mean, can you do this? It's your fucking wine. I said... (laughs) (laughs) The wine somersault over the glass. You just did that. I know. It's a thing of beauty. I guess so. Um, what What would I get? What would we get? That would go on this table. Something meaningful to you? Or something that's just a good story? I could have that deer antler sitting there. <laughs> Maybe. That's actually pretty smart because Your it's an. Yes. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. I think having better lighting in here would be nice too. Yeah. I yeah. talked to uh, I'm like backlighting. So it's not like all shadows back here, mm-hmm. which I should probably do. Yeah, I don't think the quality is bad though. No, it's funny. The, it looks good in the camera, but when it gets fed through the streaming software, the quality gets screwed up. So yeah. like on YouTube, that it doesn't look sense. that great. That makes sense. So even though it looks nice in the camera, it doesn't get translated. So I don't know. I don't know how to fix that though, and I'm not techy enough in the realm to like. I don't know. Yeah, no, I definitely could, and I could, I could go deep into that kind of thing and figure it out. 
It's not something I want to invest my time in, though. That's it's fair. really not. Hey, I have a question. <sighs> Fine, I'll take your question now. What did you write about me in the bio? Oh. Uh, nothing, really. I used everything you wrote. I just rearranged some things. What did you say? Uh, Can you show me? Yeah, give me a second. Yeah, it's this beautiful curious. poor noise. <laughs> I don't think it took. Next time. Um, what? You know, like, a Bud Light commercial? They, like, crack the can, and you, like, hear the pour. Yeah. Or, like, Michelob. Like, that noise. I probably didn't pick it up, though. Your bio. Yes. Um, actually, I don't know if I can edit it while it's live. I don't want you to edit it. I'm just curious. No, no, no. To pull it up. it I can't see it right now. Oh, okay. That's fine. I... Actually, I always get a email when I go live. As if I don't know I'm live. Like, these are the default things. YouTube, now live on your channel. Like, you know, shit, I'm right here. Why is that the default notification? There could be so many other things to, like, let me know of. Stupid. Uh, it's not showing up here either. So I guess you'll just have to wait. I'll tell you what I wrote. I thank you. Um, I wrote pending PhD candidate studying. Wow, the right words too. Studying. Oh yeah, no, I know. Because I know you're like, you can't say pursuing because you're not like, you haven't started it yet. Right. But you're pending. You're a pending candidate. Like. When you're a PhD candidate, you're studying for it, right? A candidate means that you're accepted into a program and you're, like, earning the degree. Like, you're a candidate to earn the, yeah. the PhD. Yeah. yeah. Pending to me is more like a, you have to get into a school, which is where I'm at. Well, you're pending doing that. Yeah. Oh, I'm with you. So that's... I thought I got that right. Pending PhD Apparently candidate. Apparently I fucking nailed it. Pending PhD candidate. What am I studying? Can you tell me? Because I don't know yet. Positive psychology, <laughs> human behavior, and relationships. Those are the three things you wrote. I am. That you're interested in. Fascinated in all of those things. And I would be hard-pressed to imagine any kind of you studying something that didn't involve those three things in one way or another. Yeah, they're broad enough. Right. Yeah. Which is why you wrote them in the first place. Like, yeah. they're your words. So I'm sure you'll study something along those lines. So that's what I wrote. And then I wrote you currently work at what you wrote at Syracuse University Learner Center for Public Health Promotion. Nothing else? No, I trimmed out the rest of it. It's just like short and to the point. That's not very interesting though. You know, like people are kind of want to... Look, people don't read the description like, mm, should I listen to this? Like, no, you give a brief intro before the podcast starts, don't you? Yeah. I mean, not on YouTube, but YouTube are just alive. <coughs> feel so alive. I need to become more interesting. <laughs> I feel like this is a good indicator. If, if it needs more What's than a good two indicator? or three sentences for someone to be like, you're interesting and you're worth my time or you're not, like, this is a good 
like benchmark. Oh yeah, you definitely want like a one-two punch. But like, have that. I mean, you do though. Like you're like a pending PhD candidate. That's where a lot of people. (laughs) Like I'm thinking about going to school. I'm talking to people about it. Oh, see, in my mind, like you, you are doing it. Oh, I feel the same way, but I'm playing devil's advocate. Like I'm. Why? It's like a conversation. Yeah. I think it's popular to say, oh, I'm going to go back to school. I'm thinking about going back to school for that, like this or that, like nah, I got a in those, uh, right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So. No, I know it's real. And I know I'm, it's, it takes a bit of my time. But I feel like it's a thing to say when you see people from high school or that kind of thing and you like see them at a bar or something and they're like, oh, what are you doing? Like, what are you, what's going on? Like. Oh, I'm thinking about going back to school. Like, mm, uh. is that a thing people do? Like, they yeah. just say that yeah. to yeah. seem impressive or like that kind of thing. Not even seem impressive. Just like, just like filler, I guess. Yeah. Like not to, not genuine at all. To try to make a more positive impression in the other person's mind on one's own situation by saying you're going back to school for something that you're really not. Mm. Yeah, thinking about going back to school. It's like. Okay. I was at that point once, though. I was at that point once, though. Remember when I almost matriculated into the higher ed program? I do remember that. Read a bit of trickery. That would have been a bad time. Read a bit of trickery, Mr. Japanese dog. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just... It's happening. It just hasn't started yet. Like, you do do a lot of stuff. Like, with the mind-body lab. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You have your hands dipped in a lot of things. I've told you before that you're making a lot... You're making the very most out of your situation, as you. Oh, for And, like, sure. taking full advantage of having such a wide variety of resources at your disposal. How there. You like, to, to get... In, and not even like uh, be able to take a class, like the like kind of just the obvious like fall in your lap kind of thing almost, but that you got in touch with Josh at the Mind Body Lab and like went out of your way to get involved in all this extra shit that just you're interested in because that's what you want to like study and involve yourself with for the rest of your life. Because that's what you're passionate about, which is really cool. It shows, like, you're not just talking about going back to school. Like, you're putting your money where your mouth is. Mm-hmm. You're putting your more than your money where your mouth is. You're putting your time where your mouth is. Fucking time. Yeah, but it's all good. I enjoy it. I really like the Mind Body Lab. I know you do. I think it's, it's awesome. It's so cool for me to get such a wide array of experiences and exposure to different types of methodologies it has been one of the most valuable things because it's so different like adam's dissertation is on a single case or fuck single case study single study case single study case okay 
and that's essentially what I said earlier, like n equals one, like just in a, si yeah, a so single it's a, situation. It's a very small group of people. Oh, it's more than one person. So. Yes, it's a, it's a small group of people, but you're studying each person's behavior at certain time periods. Oh, okay. So like each person's behavior are. Um... <sighs> I see. I was thinking of an, on like an individual level before. No, it's not. It's not. But it's it's a single thing, but it's in a group setting. It's like a single group. Like that's the that's the single case study part of it, right? No, I don't know enough about it. Hmm. I don't even know if that's the correct name. I can picture like I know I understand it and how Josh explained it to us, but I cannot regurgitate it. <laughs> so I'm sorry. But you could try. No. Just gonna butcher it and then who cares it's not no that's right. not even my point make a point what is happening in the mind body lab the observational applied research mm -hmm. Obser i'm doing direct observation and there it's uh, intervention research so it's all applied research versus basic which is what Shannon does stop <laughs> so like Adam has to and Josh has to coordinate like the logistics of like there are so many factors that play into Adam's dissertation it is actually and they're all out of his control whether the kids in school or not are sick on a day that we're supposed to collect data on him or her. Um, what the teachers are doing during that time period. We got screwed over on Friday because it was the day before their break and Valentine's Day. So teachers were playing movies and you couldn't, you can't do direct observation when there's like no real like task. Um, it's not good data. So I'm sure we didn't observe kids in the last two periods we were supposed to. But, like, that's just one thing that, like, teachers switched their plans, so Adam's been having to reschedule. Like, just the logistics of it are nuts. And then not even, that's, like, just the school side, and then he has to be able to train committed RAs to go out to the school to do the direct observation. And there were only three of us this week hmm. that went out there. We did all of it. Wow. Which, like, I'm happy to do it if my schedule allows, but it just half the RAs didn't even respond to his emails. Just so many factors. That sucks. It's crazy. It's that type of research, though. So what is the study again? Can you explain it? So Josh wrote a book for a mindfulness basic intervention called souls of the feet souls of the feet oh you you ground yourself like in the present by like the soles of your feet first and then it's a mindfulness exercise i've never done that before but i'm pretty sure it's um like a more or less like a body scan so he he published like that's his it's like a similar to a theory it's like his thing and it's a big deal so from what i understand anyway um, so Adam is using the soles of the feet intervention to test 
on and off task behavior and self-contained special education classes at a Syracuse City School, middle school. So on and off task has to be operationalized and objectified for the research assistants to know exactly what behavior is on or off task so we can mark them. Okay. So there's different criterion for on and off task behavior, which I won't have to get into, I don't think. And then during our observation period, they're 20 minutes each. It's supposed to be 20 minutes of consecutive, 20 consecutive minutes of observation, but that doesn't always happen. Um, the 20 minutes is split into 15 second intervals. So there's 75, 15 second intervals. Okay. And that's what you're measuring. So I guess for every 15 seconds, you're observing the kid to see if he's on or off task. If he engages in one off task behavior, that's, if he engages in one active off task behavior, mm-hmm. like getting out of his chair, um, verbalizing, yelling, swearing, whatever, not task related, he gets automatically marked off task and you don't observe him for the rest of the period. And then you wait until the second interval starts and it's like a clean slate, so you start again. Okay. The next 15 seconds. Yeah. Okay. So during these observations, I've been with a partner for inner inner observational reliability. Words aren't coming to me today. Probably the wine. Um. So I've had a buzzer on my hip that's set to buzz every 15 seconds so I don't have to keep track of time and observe the kid. Nice. So, super helpful. Convenience. So I've been doing this with a partner and we're observing the same kid. Mm -hmm. We're checking to see if we have the same observation for that time period. Also, every there's a random number of times that instead of for that 15 second interval... You're not observing the kid in the study. You're observing one of his peers to do a random comparison of, like, is the whole class off task for the entire time or is it just the kid? Interesting. Yeah. So it's coordinating with your partner who the next peer you're going to observe is because that will change based off of the classroom and whatever. Making sure you're on the right interval because only I have the buzzer and making sure that we are on the same page as far as, like, our operational definitions of on and off task so if she's like that was off task i'm like i don't know it was two and a half seconds like it didn't get to three that's a criterion she's like no it was off i'm like okay i'll mark it off like just so we're on the same page you can like talk through it check each other yeah Hmm. that's cool what have you learned it's more just not anything specific because I'm learning everything. This is a brand new experience for me. Doing this type of research is new to me. Um, being in the middle school and watching some of these kids' behavior in the classroom and it's just nuts. It's a different world. How so? And it's so sobering. Kids throwing chairs, screaming. Throwing sp- chairs? Yeah. Yo, who the fuck's throwing chairs? Special education kids in a Syracuse City school. Like, at each other? Yeah, not, like, threatening, like, over the head, like, it was, like, 
I think it was meant to be playful. He like slid it across the desk. Oh, all right. Wait, so it was on a desk, not on the ground. He he was it was on the ground. He picked it up and like slid it across the desk. Mm. I'm picturing like like a shop class. You have the derby cars. You put the CO two tank in. <laughs> just just put them on the track. Let them go. Just put this chair on this desk. Just chuck it. See how far it goes. Yeah. See how far across the room. I feel like you have no idea. It's crazy. It's a different fucking world. It's hilarious. Yeah, I can't imagine. I only hear things. I've never felt like I was in danger once. There's flies on the wall. But it's been nice, I guess, to be around kids in a weird way. And to see the teachers' interactions with the kids, like there are some, like the kids are all troubled in some way, most of them. So it's cool to see them connect with another adult and just to watch that like nurturing relationship. Mm-hmm. That's what I, that's what I had on the Y with my kids. As much as I did not like that job, I yeah. those kids, I've missed that. I was. It's funny because I was really looking forward to working with adults once I quit the lie. Right. And now that I'm working with adults, I'm like, I kind of want to go back kids to kids. Kids are cool, though. I kind of want to go back to kids. Uh, I've been talking a lot. I'm sorry. You go. I've been asking you questions. Cool. This isn't like a you go, <laughs> now it's my turn. Now shut up, now it's me. Okay, now it's your turn. Just like, whatever. I feel like you do say that sometimes, though. I've been talking a lot. I feel like I've heard you say that before. When just, you know, we're sitting on the couch. I probably said I'm that sorry, today. I just talked a lot. I probably said that today. Hmm. I don't remember. I talk a lot. I don't know. You do. I like you talk a lot, too. You're fun to talk to. Well, sometimes <clears throat> you have to talk. And you have interesting things to say. No, you are very interesting. <laughs> yes, tell me more. Um, I just tell me more about really... the women from work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just got yes, it. I agree. You I are agree. very smart and beautiful. <laughs> oh, funny. You just, you just what? I just remember that these just were success starts on Monday. What does that entail? I'm doing it at SU and Upstate, so I'm gonna have to hightail it. <laughs> oh, that's gonna be meditation it. class. No, the positive psychology workshops. Oh. So starting on Monday. The workshops you're doing, the one I set in on. Yeah. Okay. I just remembered I was being filmed. <laughs> that moment when you make it trying to get this fart out face and you realize you're being filmed thanks for verbalizing it for the people oh who are come on <laughs> come on don't be like that <laughs> i like that i have context into 
those things like that i came and said in on that class yeah you know yeah it's way more legitimate this year though how so semester. um the health promotions department created a wellness leadership initiative so it's essentially a large series of drop-in workshops happening from february till march and the de-stress for success series is a part of that so all of our marketing has been through and associated with their tag of be well as you which is the main thing that people students like follow and whatever okay it's like the lifestyle center for Oswego. all right like the you have the the bag yes blue bag yes or is it purple it's purple bag it's, it's navy damn it what does it say again? Peeling good. Peeling good. The water bottle used Peeling good in the neighborhood. Um, yeah, so I'm hoping that it will be more successful this year. So they've been advertising their classes? Like, yeah. what other... So in addition to... Not class, what do you call it? Workshop? In addition to your workshops, what other kinds of things do they advertise? Like, what other events like that? Well, the leadership initiative is only drop-in workshops. So it's just a bunch of different workshops on different topics related to all the dimensions of wellness. But, like, does Be Well SU put out a events calendar with, like, uh, you know, sex ed class and, um, I think so. Like, and all this other stuff that you're amongst, like, like it's being promoted internally like that, where it's a part of their stuff. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. So it's definitely getting more, more people are going to be aware of it. For sure. Unbelievable. So rude. That's cool. You must be excited then. More yeah. likely going to get a better turnout. Rather than just the... Uh, who are the... Yes. They were nice. Oh, they're awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed working with them. You just want more, like... I want more student engagement. Civilian. Yeah. Like, regular Joe. Yeah. Not... That's like, I've never heard of positive psychology, and this is my blowing. Yeah. Well, that's extreme. That's ideal, though, for people to be like, of course. Wow, there's a, there's something on the other side of this coin. It's not just, I have the potential to really be happy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you do. Wow. Life isn't just an endless fucking treadmill. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, that's definitely would be the coolest dream experience, right? But realistically, somebody's probably going to have heard of Positive Psych before they come in and like Googled it or maybe not even Positive Psych, but some kind of something online. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I don't know if... Especially with students now. I mean, based off of the topic, yeah. Based off of the topics, probably. I mean, I'd be shocked if... Like, so this one on Monday is cultivating resilience with positive emotion. So I'm going through, like, our negativity bias as humans because of how our brain's wired. Um, Scarcity. 
and then going through the process of feeling an emotion. It's Barbara Fredrickson's uh, theory. And then from there, going to how, like, essentially then her theory of the broaden and build theory of positive emotion, how positive emotion helps to broaden our thought, thought action repertoires, boost our creativity, um, boost our, like, problem-solving skills, mm-hmm. like, good for our minds. Absolutely. Um, helps us build resilience. And then creates a spiral because that breeds more positive emotion. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then, cool. oh, I also go through the 10 positive emotions and what they are, what they feel like, um, like the context in which you would feel it, the tendency, like the action associated with the emotion, and then the outcome of feeling that emotion. I don't have that all memorized for all ten of them, but I have notes. And so that's before. And then I'll do the broad and build theory. Go into a little bit about resilience, and then go into mindset. Tomorrow is the longest one, just about. Hmm. I feel like I just talked a lot again. You did. So I asked you a question. You answered it very well. That's a good thing. Give me a high five. You're gonna leave me hanging? Come on. That's rude. Can't leave the host hanging. Yeah, I can. (laughs) Fair. Fair. (laughs) Um I think it's cool as shit that you teach that stuff. Like that you again just like made the most of your job because if you 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 built that opportunity. You I made just, that from nothing. I just nothing. made the program. <laughs> so yeah, well, I'm just gonna do this. It's well, <laughs> it's, I want to. It's incredible. Like, I don't it's, know. That's what I want to do. That's, I know. That's like. So I love school and I love the classroom and I had a really positive experience when I was in college and I wanted I want to continue that cycle right the reciprocity so i've been wanting to be a professor since i was in undergrad for years and years because again i like the classroom i like that atmosphere anyway but at the end of the day i'm just like talking with humans about how to better themselves and like how to get the most out of every minute of life and like stuff that is genuinely wicked cool and should be important to everyone i think it's important for everyone yeah so it's like i could do that shit like create experiences for people via powerpoint or anything else and then go do it like that's what i want to do for the rest of my life it could be in a classroom it could not be i would like to teach and have experience doing that for sure I don't know if I could do it for the next 40 years. Teach this stuff. Teach in general. It's really, it sucks a lot of my energy. But you want to involve yourself in their work. Yeah. Well. I think in. Teaching it, yeah. But I also like research. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. I, yeah. I meant like involved in that field of study. Oh, yeah. Like, and I think that's. <laughs> 
like I said earlier, you're just putting your time where your mouth where your mouth is. Your money where your mouth is, your time where your mouth is. Yes, I had it right. But, uh, I don't know. I just think that speaks volumes about you. <laughs> Sorry. Here I am trying to give you this elegant compliment, and you're just burping off like a 40-year-old, 45-year-old man with a beer gut. You know who Eating you... potato chips. Potato chips just sitting in his belt. You know what you signed up for. I'm not Sorry. <laughs> You know what you signed you shouldn't up. Be. You know what you signed up for. I do. I try that. But I think it's yeah, you try it. I just think it's awesome that you're actually doing it. Like you're the you're the real deal. You're not just thinking about going I'm back to school. Trying to be the real deal. No, but you are. Like <laughs> but you're only not if you stop. Oh, okay. Sure. You realize that, right? You're only not if you stop. If you keep making the most of... You're being such a dick right now. (laughs) I'm sorry. It's really easy. It's so easy. (laughs) Uh, Keep going. Stroke my ego. uh, Come on. It's fun. If you keep making the most out of all the opportunities you have moving forward in your life as you're doing with this job, you're never going to stop, like, doing more of what you want to do. That's the goal. I figured that out a long time ago. It's just awesome. Because the opportunity that you speak of, it's just people. Mm -hmm. That's literally it. It's me but, bringing up positive psych at my interview at the Y, and then the woman interviewing me recommending that I go to Jamie's workshop. Yeah, Look who that's landed me. Of, like, of course, crazy. yeah. But you actually have to show up and teach the class, even after you've met the people and gotten the opportunity that way. Like you still have to show up and teach the stuff and know the stuff and like just show up to life. Like that's you could argue that. Making the connections and doing that is the easy part. Like, you have to put in the work to actually fulfill on the back end. Like, that's just the sales part of it. You have to you have to deliver the product. I know what you're saying. I agree with you. It is work to get to know the people, too. And the fact that you do deliver the product and do teach this stuff and have this knowledge base that you've built upon it's and you also make the connections like it just it speaks volumes about you as a person i think like i've always said that well that's why we're getting married oh you said it oh oh shit um i've always said that i think you can tell a lot about a person by how how they they spend spend their their free free time. time Exactly. And I think you do a good job in your free time, generally. Like, I don't know. I feel like the marker is, can you talk about shows with people? 
like <laughs> like shows and even multiple shows like Game of Thrones and House of Cards and Narcos and like all this shit and it's like oh my god as soon as I talk to somebody that knows a lot about shows I'm like really like what what else you you got anything else like did not that everybody who watches shows it's just like no man there's so much else to do out there everyone does i know (sighs) and that's one thing that we have always felt the same way oh man like i am down and when i was in in my adolescence i indulged like i've watched the office the entire series more Mm -hmm. than once like friends house of cards i binge watched um the newsroom great hbo that's so good I totally did that, but then I, I went to college too. and didn't like decidedly was like I'm not having a TV in my room in college. I just didn't live with TV. Whoa! So all of that was before college. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. No, I stopped watching TV when I went to college. I was like, I don't want a TV in my space. You haven't binged on a show or anything like that then since 2014. We watched The Mandalorian. We did do that. We did do that. We did do that. It's the only show. Hypocritical as fuck. The only show. Okay, it was eight episodes. It's the only show we've ever binge watched together. I know. The last time. And us us binge watching it was, what, one or two episodes a night? Yeah. <laughs> That's still a lot of TV for us, though. I know it is. It's I mean, just funny. that, But somebody's going to hear this and be like, yo, I've seen all those shows and these other five. Like, Actually, I binge watched SVU the other night. You, you pull out SVU sometimes when you when you need to just check out. Yeah, but that's like a that's not you're pining for the next episode. That's just yeah. That's a different thing. That's, just that's a different thing. That's a that's a purely a distraction. Like you're not you're not uh, on the Untapped app looking for the next IPA to try. You're just slamming those bud lights because you need to <laughs> just check the fuck out you don't care about any craft beer you don't care about hops and uh, pairings you just need to get shit faced and forget what you're doing right all right usually when i want to ask you that's how i feel yeah. wow that's incredible <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, we don't watch a lot of TV. We don't watch a lot of TV. We don't watch a lot of TV. I don't know. It's just like, there's so many other things to do. There's so many other things to do. Even if you think of it, instead of watching two shows each night, we go to the gym. Yeah. What? I know. Or how about we actually cook our dinner? Mm Mm-hmm. It's like, that's a show. Sometimes. <laughs> sometimes we put one on, sometimes we don't. You know, you know. I don't know. It's time is nuts. It is nuts. It's like it freaks me out. There's a guy I see. Yeah, there's a guy I see on Instagram. He lives in Syracuse. He's a photographer. He does a bunch of different kinds of photography: a bunch of landscape, a bunch of portraits. Some of them, people don't have a lot of clothes on. But the point being, he and also... I people, means mean 17-year-old girls. <laughs> you not do... really, not really. <laughs> I was joking. 
It's fine. Uh, I don't know. I, don't I didn't know even name him. I didn't even I name him. Name. Um, he uh, his name's Nicole Nicola Ronaldo. I don't know how to pronounce it. Nicola Ronaldo. I think that's his name. I'm not sure. Not 100 percent sure. Anyway, he does a lot of different kinds of photography, but he also uh, rock climbs, and he also what? does a lot of skiing and snowboarding. Actually, I think he snowboards, but does photography like while skiing and snowboarding, and has some dope photos. I bet. Like. Dude, that sounds fucking cool. It's it's pretty sick. Not gonna lie, but like that guy. Don't grab this. That guy, how many shows do you think that fucking guy watches or knows about or has has binge watched? Like, I mean, I've gone through a period of time where I binge watched something. Like, uh, you know, a one week period where I just went hard on something. And the last time I did it, I was living in my parents' house we were apart like that was not a good time i it was fucking terrible but <laughs> it was fucking brutal i don't know like you it was me that much exactly that was it played so much fucking call of duty jesus um but uh jesus i lost my train of thought no just how much like everyone maybe he's gone through a period of time where he binge watched something and had like that thing but to do that regularly and be keeping up on shows and to be able to have a conversation and talk about what's on netflix now what's coming out what new season like what the what like holy shit i oh my god i even think that way about sports a lot of times now yeah like i've went in and out with sports we watched the tribe some, but like even we watched the tribe when they first started in the spring, but you know last year, <laughs> but all summer we watched what two three tribe games if that yeah we yeah. didn't it wasn't on and we watched a little bit of playoffs too yeah but and I think baseball is cool for a whole different like there's a lot of different sports you don't have to pay like attention that. to baseball like you would have to Game of Thrones. Like, it can be on the background more passive, so you can be doing another activity and, like, watching baseball, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, I don't know. It's just, in, in the same way that I talk to somebody who knows a lot about a lot of different shows, if I talk to somebody who knows a lot about like sports or hockey or baseball or football and like all these things or like the whole fantasy thing like all that forget it it's not it's not about who knows about the sport maybe it's just about fantasy and like the players in the nitty-gritty and you can tell that you don't acquire that kind of knowledge unless you invest a lot of time in this thing yeah you know yeah and it's just like damn there's so much other shit. Yeah, there's a lot of other ways to spend like, your time. I would rather do this podcast all day long. Oh, yeah. Like, all day long. And just do it multiple times a week with more different people who 
study things like ancient civilizations? Yeah, just anything though. Like you mentioned that earlier. I did. But even just a a guy like the Nicola Ronaldo that I described earlier, somebody that just involves themselves in a lot of different things and doesn't, I guess, more or less default to easy things like shows. Like if you're going and getting good at photography or getting good at snowboarding or doing any of this stuff like you have to invest time into doing that and when you invest time into something that's difficult you grow as a human and you become more interesting i think yeah and i just think there's a lot to be said for that and i don't know I, i i would i like doing this podcast because it's fun to have these conversations and like just do something creative and collaborative and exploratory um and i don't know like those were beautiful words <laughs> i'm serious thank you i enjoy watching a stand-up special i yeah. do and i gra- it's funny i gravitate more towards that and more towards south park because it's their idea exploring things yeah and not that it shows and things aren't and they absolutely are and i get that people put art together in different ways as well but to binge on things like that it's like you're just you're more gripped into something like something's got you more than you've got it you know what i mean i think another similarity would be the content of the stand-up and south park you can if you're talking about like a Dave Chappelle, Joe Rogan, mm-hmm. they're making jokes about things happening in real time in our society. Yes. So that's just contextually, like, those are more exploratory because mm-hmm. it's more relevant, um, pressing, might, you might say. Yeah. And definitely controversial and emotional topics. Absolutely. So, and the only way to explore them is to, the only way to, I don't know, find out. To further that thought. Yeah. Yes, is to explore via conversation, good conversation. Dialogue, productive dialogue. Yeah, which is what Rogan was talking about earlier. But I was much enough thought. It's the only way to explore those things, but they are controversial. And oh yeah, I'm sorry. So the content of South Park and stand up. Yes. Similar, which is probably more appealing to you. That, it, like that they explore game, ideas. Yeah. Yeah. Than, like, Game of Thrones being a fictional. Like, I think Harry Potter is phenomenal because if you know enough about it, it's a really, like, po- it's, it has strong political undertones as far as discrimination, the hierarchy, um, but, like, purebloods, halfbloods. Um, mudbloods. Hmm. Wizards. Squibs. Like, Squibs. And then there's, like, creatures, too, right? So there's, like, werewolves. There's giants. There's house elves. Where do they fall? What are the stereotypes? Mm-hmm. It's... There's that, and then there's, like, the whole, like, sex and gender thing of... I wrote a paper in high school about how I essentially 
really, really loosely examined the leadership roles in Harry Potter um, based off of gender. So there was never a woman in charge of anything except Umbridge temporarily. She was the headmaster of Hogwarts in book five. McGonagall was Dumbledore's right-hand woman. Um, Bellatrix was strange. Voldemort's most loyal, one of them of her, one of his most loyal Death Eaters. Um, there's more, and they're Hermione and Harry. Um. Anyway, yeah, it's like because I'm so invested in that. If you, if I were to talk to someone else who knew about Harry Potter, we could explore ideas about politically charged, like, controversial, relevant issues now. Like, Rogan was talking about J.K. Rowling being chastised for not making Dumbledore openly gay. Like, are you kidding me? I don't know. I fucking love Harry Potter. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean, I would say probably mostly, most people who watch Harry Potter... I'm guessing our it's it's more of an entertainment thing than it is like an idea exploring thing. Yeah. And I'm talking about I do the, think I'm it's, talking about the book, something like Okay, this. okay. Oh, that's true. Well that's another thing about reading like books, like a movie you could digest real quick, hour and a half, like two hours to get some entertainment. If you're reading a book there's no way you're spending 10, 20, 30 hours reading literature that you're not getting some kind of lesson from, right? Like the the person who's writing that, it's so it's so drawn out. It's not concise and condensed like a movie. Like it's so drawn out that you almost have to put lessons and in, in, in your own viewpoints on life in those pages because it's so you've got so many pages to fill, you know, well, like there's just so much more uh, room that inevitably it has to get filled and you're going to fill it with the things that you're conscious of. And that's a lot of t- your viewpoints and your beliefs. So being an author is being able to write in someone else's perspective other than your own. Like, I would not assume that an author's philosophy of science, for lack of, like, reasoning of life, like, and those nuances would be portrayed in the characters or the books that they write. I think that's a bad assumption. I think that is a bad assumption. I heard an author once maybe on Rogan be asked about his writing process and it was something like he and, and this is one person one anecdote right mm-hmm. he wrote that he has he'll have a concept for an idea or a character and he starts going on that character and then inevitably like Things happen to that character and different people come into his life and in this whole thing. Yeah. But and, and he's he's discovering the story as he writes it. Mm, that's cool. Like it's not thought out at all. 
It's just he's writing. He has an idea for a character or something uh, to to hang on to, like a rock. But what happens to that rock is completely just made up as he goes along. That's very interesting. Right? Yeah. Because that's like having emotional stock in something... I don't know. That's weird. But to me, that's like putting yourself, like a part of yourself, on the page. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like you're gonna yeah, fill that. You're gonna discover it, and what the things you believe and your viewpoints on life are inevitably gonna be discovered on that page. It's like journaling in a way, but in story form. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think it's all. I mean, bottom line is who's to say. I understand, and it's a good point, but. Yeah, I don't There's know. There's still for like sure. like subliminal things that I'm sure subconsciously you're gonna write and things are gonna be characters and the plots and be influenced by your subconscious, especially if you're discovering the character's development as it goes along. Yeah. But I don't know. I could very easily like I wrote a poem before as in the viewpoint of a um Not a pedophile. Like, no one who's like, well, no, I guess the fucking pedophile. I wrote a poem from the perspective of a pedophile who made, like, dressed up as a clown and did kids' birthday parties so he could be around kids. That's funny. And getting off on the kid in his arms being uncomfortable. I don't identify with any of that. <laughs> Clowns scare the shit out of me, actually. That's why I named him a clown in the poem. So I guess... Subliminally, yeah. Clowns to me are bad and scary, and in the poem, made the cloud bad and scary. Clown bad and scary. But I don't identify with a pedophile. Yeah. You know? Yeah, but you're... I'm not saying you identify with it. I'm saying your beliefs and your ideas impact what you write. And in this case, you just described to me the clown is something you think is scary, and that's why it came out on the page. Mm-hmm. But did you just Stephen Crowder me? <laughs> I don't think so. I think we were both saying the same thing. That's usually what happens. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I think a book is a different thing than a movie, and it's more explores ideas more by nature because it's so long winded. Like it, it almost can't not. Mm-hmm. I, know what you mean. I don't know, but um. What was I saying? That just, I think when people indulge in things that are harder, because it's harder to read a book than watch a movie, that are more, uh, I don't know, it's more of a commitment. You grow more from it. And I think that makes you more interesting as a person. Or even just, I don't know, doing something. Yeah. Go for it. I'm going to cut you off, but I really have to pee. Trust me. (laughs) You're a fucking asshole. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) This is what marriage is like. (laughs) Don't trip on that. Uh, So this podcast is sponsored by... Brewery Omegang in Cooperstown, New York. 
this Three Philosophers Blueberry Coffee Beer. It is a blend of quadruple ale and Belgian Creek ale with cherries and blueberries and coffee. The regular Three Philosophers, I would say, is better. Cooperstown or Oma Gang, whoever you guys are. But uh, still pretty good. I like it. Look at Baseball Hall of Fame's in Cooperstown. Never been there. That'd be interesting. I gotta get some interesting stuff. Maybe if I have cool stuff, people will want to come talk to me. What do you think? If I have interesting stuff on my table, will people want to come talk to me? I think they will. I think they definitely will. I'm hopeful. I really am. <laughs> what kind of cool stuff am I going to get? I do have a deer antler. That makes me cool. I did shoot the deer myself. And it does taste good. And yes, the food chain is real. So, yeah. <laughs> Talking to yourself is interesting. You just never know what you're going to say. You never really know what you're going to say anyway. Even when you're having a conversation. You have an idea. But you don't know the words. You don't know the words that are going to come out very improvisational but that's what makes it interesting because it's because it is improv improvisational jesus and people are gonna make mistakes people are gonna say things they maybe shouldn't have said or didn't mean to say or you got a carrot I think conversations are fun. I was just talking to myself. I think conversations are fun because you don't know exactly what you're going to say. Like before you say it, you have ideas when you're having a conversation, you know, and you have thoughts and you have comments on what the other person said and whatnot, but you don't know the exact words that you're going to say. They just kind of happen, you know? I think that's interesting. It's like a space that's where... That's why I think humans are fascinating. But like, you, you just make mistakes all the time. Like, during our... <laughs> during our conversation, just saying a bunch of stupid things or the wrong things or not even what we meant. Just by nature of... Don't touch this. I'm after... My knee hit the wire. I think that shit's interesting. There's so much that happens. Is that okay? Mm -hmm. I just think you have cool slippers. Come the water. <laughs> that was a lot. How long have we been going for? 
an hour. What are you going to say? I'm not a good podcast expert. I disagree. I've enjoyed our conversation. <laughs> have you not? We have fun. <laughs> I still want to know what kind of cool things I'm going to get put on this table. I don't know. After uh, spend another what twenty five hundred dollars with that credit card I got, we're gonna get like seven hundred fifty dollars in Chase Travel Rewards points. So we're gonna have the ability to go somewhere. Not that we don't otherwise, but we have a good excuse, I would say. Flying to see someone, like a concert. Yeah. Everybody's taken care of. That'd be the dopest. Or the hotel. The dopest. Maybe both. $250 one-way flights. You're fine. Nice shot. $250 one-way flights for each of us. $250 on a hotel. Or that we wouldn't... For $250 <laughs> I don't know. What is round trip usually? Any place? $300? $400? It's only on the place. And the time of day. Okay, well, $250. Where are we going? Fucking, like, Philly. Hmm. New York. I feel like Colorado wasn't that... Expensive. No. Colorado is not 250. There's no way. What is that? What do you think? Three. Four. I don't know. Maybe I'm full of shit. I don't fly that often. Nor do I. But yeah, we should use that. That'd be fun. I've always wanted to go to the Gorge in Washington. The gorges in Washington? Mm-hmm. Washington State. I don't know exactly don't know. where, but it's more up there. I think Dave always plays like fucking three days up there. That'd be a wild experience. Just the setting is fucking gorgeous. I don't know the rest. Yeah, the place is cool too. Honestly. I want to go to those places more for the place than the show. Something I would rather that I want to go to for the show rather than the place. Do you follow? Is 
like a good stand-up. Like Eliza. Where is the vegan theater? Somewhere in New York, I don't know. Manhattan. But, you know what I mean? I really enjoy a good concert. It's a good time and everything. But I think it's grown less and less. It's grown. It's grown down, grown down, decreased. I don't know. It's what's the opposite of growth? Shrinking. Shrink. It's shrunk on my priority ladder of things I want to like do or spend my time doing or money doing. You know, I just, and I think it's because I'm, I really like exploring ideas and things. And like, I'm curious, like the intro of this fucking podcast is Ace Ventura, Jim Carrey saying, don't mind me, Mr. Quinn. I'm just a curious little rhino. And that's like for a reason. Like I very much feel like I embody that. And... I don't know, like, comics make you think more. Yeah. I think. You know that Roman has said that he doesn't do more podcasts, he doesn't do more shows, because he wants time to think? Yeah, I believe it. But that, well, he wants time to think, like, he do other things, and it's isolation tank or whatever, but... You know... I've really enjoyed going to the comedy clubs we've went to. I went to one in Boston. You were not there. That was fucking sick. But I really... We went to one in D.C. We did. What other... Oh, we went to Syracuse Funny Bone. Where I want to go again. I would go there regularly. I really would. I feel like that... I don't know. There's something special about it. About the funny bone or stand up? Stand up. There's something really raw about it. I was thinking. That I'm very attracted to. Probably the same reason why you like long form unfiltered podcasts. Yeah, probably. I started listening to a little bit of Eric Weinstein's podcast. How is it? Very interesting. You watched the one with Andrew Yang, right? He had uh, he had one with. See, I'm not perfect either. He had one with Brian Callen, who's a friend of Rogan's actually. He's also an MMA guy, and they grew up doing stand up together, I think, in Boston, if I remember correctly. This just sounded delightful. Um, it was very interesting. I listened to about half of it. One more. But, uh, I don't know. Just two, like, very... Um, 
dare I say, wise thinkers. I know what you mean. Like, I, th I think I saw in the description of that podcast, Brian Callen was referred to as some kind of a comedian. And he probably wrote that, or no, not comedian, a uh, philosopher. And like, I don't know. I'm, that's very interesting to me. Because I think... I think ideas is how you move the world forward. And I think you need to have dialogue with enough space to explore and room to grow and explore to be able to really understand something and further a thought in a constructive way rather than trying to you know, quickly dismiss the other person's argument in a more uh, hostile, emotional, um, subjective way where you're just trying to impose upon the other person rather than... Um, hear them yeah them. yeah yeah and like use that to build upon the idea that the two of you or the three of you however many people are discussing um are creating and furthering like it's a responsibility some would argue mm -hmm. yeah and i i don't know i just think it's the most important thing do you remember Jordan Peterson's quote about two people engaged in like productive, real conversation? No. What was the quote? You're where you should be with one foot in order and the other tentatively extended into chaos and the unknown. Yeah. I do remember that quote now. It's bookmarked in that book right now. That's one of the, my the most... I mean, applying that to life and outside of just that context, it's... I think, to me, one of the most powerful things I've ever heard. Agreed. I agree. Because that's what it is when you're exploring an idea like that and having a genuine, good, productive conversation and is you're rooted in what you know and you're exploring the unknown. Rooted in what you know is a funny word, though. Like, Like, you're confident in something. Well, you can... Yeah, go ahead. But... Are you always second-guessing? Like, are you always checking to make sure it's... It's right, or it is uh, something you, you do believe in? Like, uh, let me think of a good example. Are you implying if a person's questioning their beliefs regularly? Yeah, because, like, you, you want to... In order to determine if something is solid and you and can be hung on to and relied upon, you need to beat the shit out of it and test it. Yeah, we talked about that. Right. 
to make sure it's worth its weight. But you don't really ever stop testing it. You know? Like, you don't ever... You could. Well... You could decide not to question or decide not to think about it. Should you, though? Oh, no, of course not, but people probably do. Oh, agreed. Agreed. Yeah. Okay. Should you? No. Always question. That's what I think, too. So even though you're rooted in what you know and have one foot in order, like, it's it's what you know, but it's still, you still have one foot in chaos and that could throw your other foot off. I don't know. It, I agree with you. I think it's a very profound quote. And I just think it's a testament to, I don't know. Seems like what the world fucking needs right now. You know? It's so. I don't know about that, but. Well, it's, okay. I let think me, the world needs Jordan Peterson. Let me, yes. Yeah, that man can't die. <laughs> Do you know how he's doing? I haven't. No, I don't. Um. To give you an example, the guy I had on last, uh, Ryan Scott, number 19 ranked ninja warrior in the nation, or, I'm sorry, in the world, um, through the National Ninja something, National Ninja League, National Ninja League, I don't know, because the actual TV show is like a reality TV show. You have to have a story to get on. So you have to be a good ninja. You have to also have to have a story. So I described to him like, that'd be like, if you could only get on the PGA Tour, like you had to be a good enough golfer, but your your mom also had to have cancer or something like that. Like for you to get on the PGA Tour, like that would be asinine. And so that's crazy. So the TV show is more like a reality TV show and they, you know, stories and blah, 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 blah. It's not just about the, the competence. It's also about, you know, the backstory the and the re- right. Because, you know, it's, it's on TV. They got to get ratings. They got to da, 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 all that. So this guy's never been on the show. And I could tell he had some discontent with the system and well, not with the system, but how with the uh, how the show is run. Because it's very much the face of the entire sport (laughs) in that, like, somebody who is familiar with Ninja Warrior is, like, or Ninja, like, the sport, is probably just familiar with the show. Like, I don't know the statistics on that, but if I had to guess, uh, 90% of people who are familiar with Ninja is just because of the TV show. So... You have no grounds on that, for the record. I don't. No, I don't. But it, it's it's the biggest thing. Like, there's no... The, it's been on standard cable television for a long time. But the fact that it's that structured of a thing, and it's not really the best form of the thing, like, to encourage, you know, the best golfers... You have the PGA to encourage the encourage the best ninjas to emerge and like climb the ranks and and prove themselves. You have the National Ninja League essentially, and 
this dude was really into talking about this because it's such a kind of backwards twisted thing. But I mean, I don't know how much opportunity he gets to have those discussions with people. Like he sees people at events, obviously in like the national ninja league, it's like a tour. So he was just at an event in Buffalo and took third place in something and yada, yada, yada. But, um, and I think the other two people who won are people who are on the show. Like, I don't know. It's, uh, it's important to have a format to talk about those kinds of things. And I don't know. I think it's, it's easy to be a lazy thinker. I agree. It's really easy. It's scary. I just talked a lot, sorry. It's scary that... Do you mind if we end this? Mm-hmm. It's okay. Yeah, I mind. Keep talking. <laughs> I'm gonna go. Um, no. It's okay if we wrap it up. Mm-hmm. Oh, were you about to say something, though? I think it's important that people, like, knowing that being a lazy thinker is easier. Knowing that and still choosing to not. I think that's important. Like, choosing the option of bettering yourself and putting in the work for the reward. Like, choosing the path of more resistance. Mm -hmm. Group think is easy and it's terrifying. It is. But that was all. Yeah. That's why I can't get on board with the shows. (laughs) In some. Same fucking thing. All right. Here we go. Bye.